Hey there, witches, and welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we chat about witchcraft in the modern era. My name is Rian Lockard, and I'm the head witch over here at Moonstone Witchery. Thank you for being here. As you know, you can find me in a variety of ways online. I'm over on Instagram at Moonstone underscore witchery. I'm also at MoonstoneWitchery.com. I have an Etsy page. I am like really working on getting things listed with descriptions. I've tried to be kind of amusing (laughs) about them. So you can always feel free to go try to figure out where I'm at on Etsy. Um, Thank God I have my partner, my beautiful, amazing partner who is managing my business and she is exquisite at all things digital and managing me and my chaos. So huge shout out to her because she is the one making all of these things possible. We have a lot of cool things over on my website and on um, Etsy for sale. Lots of enchanted objects and amulets. Um, We have bath bombs with crystals in them. We have a crystal of the month subscription service and a very fun witchy box subscription service that each box gives you something cool um, to do for the month. It gives you all the supplies you need to do a very cool ritual that month. So feel free to check us out. And if you have questions, as always, you can hit me up in a variety of ways. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love for you to share it. Um, So far, I'm on Spotify. I'm obviously on Anchor. I don't know. I don't think that um, iTunes or Apple Music or whatever it's called has picked me up yet. I think they are witch-phobic. So uh, we'll see what's going on with that. But enough about that. Y'all know how to find me. You found me here already. Thank you so much. I have been owing you an episode on protection. I get a lot of really great messages through my Instagram page about um, what are the fundamentals of witchcraft? How can I begin? Um, Where do I start? What do I read? What do I do? And I'm trying so hard to support you guys in that. The YouTube page exists. The YouTube channel exists. There is nothing on it as of the recording of this podcast, but that will change this week. I will be doing tutorials for new or baby witches so you can see firsthand exactly how to set a spell, um, to anoint a candle, how to cast a circle, all that fun stuff. So as soon as that's up... um, you will know, especially if you go subscribe to me. I know there's nothing there yet, but if you go and subscribe to Moonstone Witchery on YouTube and click, I guess there's a little bell you can click on that will tell you um, when I do upload videos. It's going to be a lot of really cool, hopefully helpful information that usually people only get from me when they take my classes. So that's fun. Now, I'm, I'm talking about all of this because here we are finally getting to the point. The f- The foundation of witchcraft, the thing that I always tell witches to start with is magic that is working, you know, on yourself or that is fundamentally focused on the fundamentals, which for me are um, protection and like grounding and cleansing and healing magic. So whenever I teach witchcraft, I always teach new witches only start with spell work that is focused on yourself or for just the highest good. Okay, only focus on witchcraft that is about bringing love or positive energy or witch work that is only focused on yourself. And the reason is that until you are a little seasoned, until you kind of know what you're doing, it's almost, well, it's not even almost, it's actually irresponsible to start spell casting on behalf of others. 
unless or until you know, you know, what you're doing for yourself. So that said, the most important spell or witch stuff, I guess, that I want you to learn is protection magic. This is not coming from a fear mentality, though, for me. A lot of witchcraft is like, OMG, protect yourself. There's like all this bad energy. Anything can come intercept you at any time. You're inviting in like demons and whatever. There's so much to unpack there. There's so much I could say. First of all, I want to say like, who said a demon is so bad? But again, that's going to scare away people who don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, Demons themselves, the word demon, by the way, just comes from the ancient Greek word that's also, I think it's said the same way, like demon, but it's spelled D-A-E-M-O-N. Demons in ancient Greece, so that word was just meant to describe the little like energy entities that are around us at all time. They were just calling them demons. They were like, I acknowledge that there are like energy beings everywhere. Let's call them demons. And then when Christianity and monotheism came by and took over, they said, oh, all those energy beings that are around you must be bad because they are not all about what we're trying to teach you about. So it vilified and demonized the word demon. And it said, those things are all evil. Well, in my opinion, that's not nice, right? Like it's just literally saying like anything that's not us is bad. That's gatekeeping. That's outcasting. That's just a whole bunch of nonsense that we don't like. So that said, That's my little rant about demons and poor little nice little demons that are out here around us that maybe don't mean us harm. Now, of course, there's nasty energies and entities that that do mean us harm. And so we're going to learn to protect ourselves from those. And we're going to learn to protect ourselves in general from any energy that's not the energy we want. See, protection magic is all about the energy we don't want. I don't want to cast a wide net that says all energy that's like this is bad and all energy like this is good because that's actually not the case. We don't know fundamentally what's bad or what's good for us. Something can seem one way but actually be another and vice versa. Something can seem really good and then also not be. Have you ever met a person and you were like, wow, they are so like attractive and wonderful. They must be fantastic. And then turns out they're just absolutely not, right? My point is we can misunderstand things. We don't always know. But what we do know, whenever we're doing some kind of ritual or spell work or intentional um, set uh, sequence of behaviors right, designed to cultivate a certain outcome, which is probably the definition of a spell. So you can go ahead and like jot that down. A spell is an intentional sequence of behaviors designed to manifest a certain outcome. Okay. Um, whenever we're doing a spell we are calling in a certain outcome. So protection magic just really says, I'm going to make sure that I'm safeguarding myself against some energy and I'm calling in other energy. Now, everything I'm saying to you is pretty advanced. So you might be like, why are you talking about all of this kind of advanced stuff, these nuanced concepts when when you're really addressing baby witches? I do that on purpose because you're not always going to be a baby witch. And I want you to keep in the back of your mind the concept that says maybe some things will evolve over time. Magic is about evolution. Magic is about understanding the rules, understanding the fundamentals, and then being willing to kind of throw all that out the window as you walk your path and things unfold and you learn more information. I don't really want you to set anything as a black and white rule And at the same time, I want you to operate in your beginning stages as if everything is kind of black and white. So go ahead and sort that out with yourself. (laughs) 
sorry to throw all of that at you, but truly, I want you to understand that what I'm going to teach you about protection is important for you to understand as if it's fundamentally black and white right now, but please give yourself the grace to evolve and change as you work your magic, as you walk your path of witchcraft, okay? So why protection? Well, because I want you to get in the habit of commanding energy, that's what witchcraft's about. If you've been listening to this podcast for these past, you know, season and a half that I've been putting them out, you're going to understand very clearly that my thing is always about being willing to command the energy. This is the hardest thing for new witches. This is the hardest thing for a lot of people, by the way, because having good boundaries in your life is all about standing in your own power. It's all about knowing that you have the right to say what your energy field is going to do. This is hard for some people, especially if you've been used to being kind of quiet and not wanting to rock the boat and whatever for most of your life. I'm asking you to harness your strength. I'm asking you to stand in your confidence and to say, no, I'm going to say what's going to happen here. Now, we all only have the right to do that when it pertains to ourselves, but that's why I only want you to work on yourself at first. See how it all kind of comes together? (laughs) So... For protection magic, I want you to get into this mindset that it's like, I'm in charge of my own energy field. That's simply it. Can you get on board with the fact that you are in charge of your own energy field? You're queen of your own castle, okay? You are like this goddess standing on a hill with her long staff, and you're going to slam that staff onto the earth, and you're going to be like, this is how this is going to go because I said so. I mean, that's like the essence of being a witch right there. Now, the goddess that comes to my mind for that is called the Morrigan. She is a badass. She is amazing. I suggest you look her up. She's one of my patron goddesses. She called me several years ago, and I enthusiastically answered her call. Um, she is associated with um, the the Celtic or Celtic pantheon of, of gods and goddesses, and she is like in charge of business. Okay, you can be in charge of business too. I know you can. I've empowered you to be so. I write you a permission note that says you are allowed to take charge of your own energy field. Now, if you struggle with this, I want you to think of someone that you know in your life who is like unapologetically in charge of her own energy field. And I want you to go ahead and be like, how would this person do that? How would that person do that? Feel free to, 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 to use my energy as inspiration if that helps you. So when we're doing some kind of protection magic, what we're doing is we're setting the stage and we're saying, okay, energy's around me. Here's what's going to go down. Here's what's going to happen. I'm only allowing in this kind of energy to do this work. And I'm keeping out that kind of energy. It's fundamentally as simple as that. Now, a lot of people are trying to keep out energy that they're afraid of. That's valid. If you don't know how to work with something, you should probably keep it out. If you don't feel empowered enough to handle whatever might come your way, definitely keep it out. So the foundation of setting a protection spell is kind of usually around using salt. Salt is something that forms a barrier, okay? And what you get to say to the salt when you form the barrier is nothing that has XYZ energy may cross this this perimeter, this salt line. And it works. It does. 
because you exist in tangible reality. So you're setting the rules for tangible reality. The energies around you do not exist in tangible reality. And so they must abide by the rules that are set for the tangible reality that they're trying to access. If you don't set any rules, then they get free reign. If you set rules, it's like you've shut a door and locked it. And unless they have the key, they can't get in. Okay. So there's so many different ways to protect yourself energetically. So many. I'm going to cover some basic ones here, but again, you can always go research and look into it and find what works for you and practice. Witchcraft is a practice. So as you do things, you will find that some things resonate with you more than others. Some things kind of feel more right than others. Some things work better for you than others. That's cool. That's good. That's what you want to have happen. You aren't ever going to be able to figure out what those things are, though, unless or until you actively, you know, work with them. It seems obvious, but it's not. Sometimes we allow our fear of doing something wrong to paralyze us and we don't do anything at all. I want to like dispel that for you. Throw that in the trash. What if you can't do it wrong? Okay. What if you can't? Especially if you're only working on yourself. There's no real wrong. Okay. There's just like, has this been executed the way I want it to or not? that said protection magic can show up in a lot of ways you can perform an actual protection spell which would involve blessing and anointing a candle maybe setting a circle um definitely speaking what you want to have happen or creating a petition a petition is the piece of paper upon which you write your spell okay And then executing your spell that way. And when I say executing your spell, I simply mean lighting the candle and having the spell burn and therefore manifest. That's one way of doing protection magic. If you're going to do a protection spell, you would like to use a black candle if you can, because black is the color of protection. This is why witches are always wearing black and everything, because they're smart and they know that black is a protection color and it'll fend off whatever energy they don't want. Typically, energy you don't want, by the way, is any energy that's intended to be negative or harmful towards you. That kind of covers it. Now, people like to go in there and say, I don't want this kind of creature. I don't want demons. I don't want devils. I don't want, um, you know, the un- like, like the souls of those who have passed or whatever it might be. Um, they're trying to keep up very specific things. I like to go with a more broader brush stroke than that. And I like to say anything that means me harm will bring me harm is harmful towards me or negative. Anything that was sent towards me with a negative intent or ill will or any harmful ideations is not allowed anywhere near my energy field. That kind of covers it, right? Anything with like nasty little like vibes in there, even if they're trying to be hidden, those things are not allowed around me. I'll tell you a really quick story. I um, was with my partner at her um, at her home a while back, and I had blessed her thresholds of her doors and put up some protection magic around them. And someone came to her door a little while later, and this person usually comes into the house, but this woman wouldn't cross her threshold. And it was very bizarre because this woman had to have an actual like fairly long conversation with my partner and my partner came and opened the door and kind of moved aside. But the woman just found herself not really being able to walk into the house. And so she stood there and had the meeting from the doorway and then left. 
And I took a picture. I sent it out on Snapchat, actually. And I was like, when your threshold magic is on point. You know what I'm saying? Because if you set the intention correctly and if you know that you are telling that doorway what's allowed in and what's not, it will work. All magic is always about your intention, but all intention is always about believing yourself. A lot of witches on Instagram or, you know, YouTube or wherever will say it's all about intention. That's true. You literally lead Excuse me, you literally need no items whatsoever to cast a spell. You don't need anything. You don't need anything but your own power of intention. But the thing that no one ever remembers to include in that is that you must believe yourself. If I sit there and I say, this is going to go like this, bam, and I like do like what I just did that you can't see is like I did a thing with my hand, like a little movement with my hand, like I'm creating this reality. If I say that and I don't believe it at all, it's not going to go that way. My intention might be nice and it might affect it somewhat. But if I'm like, oh, I know how this is going to be because I'm going to tell it all about itself. Then it's like, bam, then it does happen that way. Okay, so fundamentally, all witch work is just honestly like, I'm going to create this reality and I know I'm going to because I'm this like queen of my world and I know how to do that. Nothing that harm wants to harm me can come near me. It's all about your intention and knowing that you are that powerful. But so anyway, you can cast a protection spell <clears throat> with a candle. That's always the most beautiful, my favorite way of, of doing spell work tends to be candle magic. But you can also do things like wear amulets, wear protective symbols. You can protect your home um, and you can have, you know, oils, incense. There's, there's so many different things that you can do to protect yourself. And all of these tools, these are all called magical tools. All of the magical tools that you have are there to help you know that you can believe yourself, okay? That's really fundamentally what they're doing. They're helping you know and they're reminding you what a what an amazing witch you are. Um, some symbols of protection, if you want to start putting around symbols that will increase the protection energy of your space, you absolutely can. Certain symbols are inherently protective because of all the energy that humanity has given them over time. Others are, are inherently protective because there's some very ancient wisdom in there. The pentacle is the most misunderstood protection symbol that exists, I think. Because the pentacle is an ancient symbol. They found it on the ancient walls of um, Babylonia and it's been around for so long. And the pentacle is the star inside of a circle. And that is one of the most ancient protection symbols there is. It is said that a witch should always be wearing a pentacle at all times. Now, my caveat to that is a witch should always be wearing a pentacle at all times that has been charged and like asked to specifically protect her. The pentacle will innately and inherently protect you. That's its, that's its natural essence. But if you specifically talk to it and charge it and set it with that intention and infuse it with that magic, it's it's like leveled up. It's amped. It's like way heightened. Um, so I have a ring that has a pentacle on it, but I also am extra in everything that I do. So I have a pentacle tattooed on my person. Um, I did that because a witch should always be wearing a pentacle. And because I, I love pentacles, I think they're beautiful. 
Um, but you can go ahead and just draw a pentacle on a piece of paper, hang it by your door, hang it in your bedroom, hang a bunch of them, put them all over your house. You can do this really cool sneaky thing where you take, you know, salt water and a paintbrush and paint pentacles all over your home and no one will ever even see them, but they are still there. Um, at some point we'll talk about sigils and sigil magic. Um, and essentially it's, it's the same thing, but you can put sigils on everything and you can put pentacles on everything as well. The evil eye is another protection symbol that is um, pretty well known. It's a blue eye with a little black pupil. Um, and it is, it is the, the thing with the evil eye is it's looking out for you. It's keeping an eye on your energy field when you might otherwise be distracted and it is catching anything that's trying to come your way that doesn't fit the criteria of things that are allowed to interact with you and it's dispelling negative energy for you. An evil eye is going to naturally be very protective, but again, as with all other things, I want you to talk to it and say, hey, evil eye, this is my name. Can you protect me? Um, here's the criteria for what kinds of energy I want around me. Thank you so much. See, I'm really into like talking to my stuff and telling it, this is me. It's nice to meet you. Here's what I'd like you to contribute to my space. Thank you. <clears throat> very simple, but important. I think it's important to show respect energetically to anything we're working with. We're not taking charge of things. We're asking things to work in harmony with us. And there's a big difference there. Okay. But an evil eye's entire purpose is to protect you. So it's like really excited to work with you, but it's always nice to like invite the energy in, in a certain type of way and to be respectful and polite. Um, you can, put certain oils on yourself or around your home. You can diffuse them. Please be careful and just check with, um, you know, Google or somewhere to make sure the oils that you are diffusing are safe for people and pets. Um, you're not supposed to diffuse tea tree oil if you have pets. It's not good for them. Um, so always check into that. But you can make a blend or purchase an oil blend that's designed for protection. You can wear it. Um, and you can diffuse it or you can put it into your spells. I always use oil on my spelled candles and there will be a YouTube video on how to do that. It's called dressing a candle. Um, uh, applying oil to a candle is called dressing it. You can burn incense that is specially designed to be protective or you can just burn whatever incense you have and you can talk to it and say, please protect me. There is always also protection magic to be done with salt. And this is where I think I might focus because the beginning witches really want to know like what are the fundamentals? Salt is fundamental for witch work. Salt creates a circle for you and it's like I'm going to open this magic circle. Now for me, I open a lot of portals. For other witches, they just tend to do circles. It's all kind of semantics. Um, but you can open a sacred circle. You hold the space with the salt. What's happening when you do a salt circle is you're saying all the magic energy is happening just in this circle. It's not going to like bleed out into the rest of the space. You can go ahead though and put a salt perimeter around your entire home. So if you want to get yourself um, one of those canisters of salt um, that has the little funnel spout on it that you open up, I have done this many times. I always do this. You take it and you walk around the perimeter of your home 
and you pour salt the whole time and you speak words of protection and you tell the the salt what kind of energy it's keeping in and what kind of energy it's keeping out. There's so many different ways to do this. You can salt the thresholds. You can salt the windows. If you are cleansing your home through sage or any other methods, and I always have people tell me to say this, that white sage is is, um, going extinct, so you can use any other kind of sage or herbs. You can do protection magic with a lot of different herbs. Lavender is a really really beautiful one as well um, for cleansing. But anyway, I want you to do the thresholds. That means the doorways. Thresholds, just another word for doorways. And the windows, because energy can come in through any kind of opening, Okay, and it can leave. So you want the salt to say, I want good energy to stay in and I want negative, harmful energy to go out. Easy peasy, okay? There's also um, some very powerful powders that you can get by um, grinding up or pulverizing certain herbs and roots. That's a little bit more advanced, but it can also be done. Now, another question that I get frequently is like, how often do I have to reinforce the spell? Well, here's one thing. I always ask my protection um, barriers to let me know if there's been like a breach, right? Um, A breach in the protection can happen for a variety of reasons. Um, For example, if I'm having to do have work done on my home and the guy that shows up might not have the best energy and maybe I wouldn't have ever allowed him into my home under other circumstances, but I literally summoned him to my house to do work for me, I'm going to invite him in. Now, me inviting him in is me violating my own rules of my own protection energy, right? Now, obviously, if you get someone at your door and they give you a very bad like serial killer vibe, do not invite them in even if they're there to fix your plumbing. But what I'm saying is if it's just somebody who like normally wouldn't be allowed access to my space, but here they are, I'm going to want to reinforce my protection barriers after that happens. Now, I might not even realize that I've done this. Like I might not be paying enough attention or I might be distracted and I might not realize that this is a person that otherwise I wouldn't have wanted to come into my space. Um, However, because I've set my protection barriers to notify me, I'll suddenly start thinking to myself, maybe I should reinforce my protection barriers, right? That's their subtle way of letting me know. So I'll go back out and I'll do it again. It's always also good on a full moon to to reset your protection. Um, if you can do it that frequently, that's always great. Some people do it every week. They just make it a part of their week to just reinforce their thresholds and their windows or their perimeters. It's completely up to you, but there are ways that you can just sort of sense that it's time to do it again um, because that's the nature of it. Spells are really really good. They're really strong. They're really powerful. They're very sticky, but they're not always permanent. And this is why if you have a spell attached to a charm or an amulet or something like that, that you want to charge it and cleanse it under the new moon when you're under the full moon, when you're cleansing it, what you're doing is you're removing all the energy it's stored up for you. And when you're charging it, you're reminding it of the spell that it is performing for you. That's just some other fundamental um, information for you right there. So as frequently or as infrequently as you want, you can go and set the perimeters of your spaces. It's great to cleanse the energy before you protect the energy um, because otherwise you're kind of protecting energy that might not want you might not want to keep in there. 
Um, so you can walk around and cleanse the space. There's so many ways to cleanse a space. Sage and smoke and incense are just one of the ways. You can use bells um, to cleanse a space. The high vibrational pitch of a bell will neutralize the energy and then raise it to a really beautiful, almost divine energy field. Singing bowls are another beautiful way to cleanse and reset the energy of a space and of a person. I love to work with sound as cleansing. Um, I think that it's just like a really special way to cleanse the energy of somewhere. Um, you can also spray Florida water around your home. You can clean with a with a mop and some water with like a Van Van oil and some Florida water in there. And as you're mopping, you're saying all evil or negative or harmful energies are going to leave this space. I want you to say words while you're doing things. You can say the words in your mind if you feel weird about saying them out loud, but the important part is that what you're doing is you're setting the intention that you believe. Um, You're setting the intention to what you're doing. Is it still going to be effective if you don't say the words? Yes. Is it going to be more effective if you do? Yes. So I want you to kind of get in the habit of telling things what they're doing. And this does another thing too, where it reinforces for you that you're the one in charge and you're the witch and you're the one who, as like what you say goes, it's reminding yourself that you have that power as well. So you'll cleanse the space and then you'll protect it. Um, for new witches, I want you to just use simple salt And I want you to just sprinkle it around and I want you to, you can even dilute it in water and spray it if you don't want actual like pieces of salt anywhere. That's fine too. Um, And I want you to say like, as this salt, you know, lands upon this surface, it creates an energy field of protection. Um, It removes or keeps out anything that means me ill will or harm, and it keeps in loving, peaceful, beautiful energy or something like that. People often want me to tell them exactly how to say a thing, and I can do that, and I have written scripts many times for people before, but what I really ultimately want to empower you to know is that it has to come from you. So while it's fun in like an interesting way to read other people's spells and to look up ancient spells, um, I'm not that into it for myself when I'm really trying to do something to work certain magic. Because for me, magic's all about it being in my own language, it being my own words, because I'm attaching my own meaning to it. And therefore, I believe it more and therefore it's more powerful. So I want to empower you to say it however you want to say it. There's not one specific right way to say it. But what matters the most is that you say it, is that you put it out there, that you set the spell in place when you're doing the ritualistic task, okay? Now, the advanced side of this is that there are many witches who will say, okay, but you have to activate certain symbols by saying certain words. That is true, but this is not an advanced um, class or conversation at this point. I am attempting to empower you to know that you can say whatever you want, however you want to your spell, and it's going to work because of what you're saying because you believe it. Now, that said... One of the reasons you're only practicing on and with yourself at first is because sometimes we're saying something and we think we're being really clear, but we're maybe not, right? 
Um, we're maybe saying, oh, I just want this person to get over, to get through their, to get through their breakup and to get over the person that they're with. And we might think that that has a certain outcome that we can see clearly, but all kinds of other chaos might come in and intercede and cause that outcome in ways that we had not predicted. So the more you practice with it, the more you're going to be like, well, I thought that I told it you know, to only allow in X, Y, Z energy. So why did this happen? And then I want you to sit with yourself and say, well, are there any ways I could interpret what I said that would still allow the uh, the weird outcome to have taken place? And then you'll realize, oh, I didn't say this or I didn't say that or I did say this or I did say that. You're troubleshooting and you're going through and you're assessing and analyzing what you did and how it worked for you or how it might not have worked for you or how something unintended might have come up. And this is why we only practice on ourselves at first. Um, You can also keep crystals around your house that are specifically designed for protection. So many crystals do so many things. And this is why I want you to, to hold a crystal in your hand and ask it for what specific support you're needing from it. Um, really good protection crystals are black tourmaline and onyx and snowflake obsidian, jet. All the black crystals are super, super supportive in protecting you. Um, hematite's a nice one. Um, amethyst is a beautiful stone of protection, although it's not always often associated with that. So, by the way, is tiger's eye. I love tiger's eye for protection, although, again, it's not often associated with that. Um, selenite, something like selenite is always going to be protective, but that's because it vibrates at such a high angelic vibration that like negative energy just simply doesn't exist around it because selenite takes any energy that encounters and transmutes it into a positive divine energy. Um, whereas something like an onyx will absorb the negative energy that is coming your way and just kind of sit with it, which is why you want to cleanse their protective um, crystals a lot. Um, something like snowflake obsidian will have the negative energy just bounce right back off of it and send it back from whence it came. Um, in my uh, shop right now, I have these stunning pieces of black tourmaline that are like iridescent and amazing at the moment. And I have loaded up my life with black tourmaline right now, given the circumstances of the world at this time. I keep a crystal table full of crystals. And this crystal table is like a portal. I'm I'm not kidding when I tell you that often my partner and I, we will pull out the drawer that the crystals are in. They have a glass top and they, they like to moon bathe under the moonlight, um, under the window where they sit. And we open the drawer and there are almost always a bunch of crystals that were not there before. Now, the other side of that is that there are crystals that were there before that no longer are there. Uh, this crystal table has turned into a portal. So I've put a bunch of black tourmaline onto this crystal table so that if any of them need to blip out into a different reality, um, maybe one of you will find a piece of black tourmaline lying around somewhere and you'll know that that probably popped into your reality from my crystal table. Um, The black tourmaline is an amazing one to have, especially right now, given everything that's going on. So um, crystals are great. Amulets are great. Now, what is an amulet? An amulet, in my definition, is something that you keep upon your person that has a specific intention, has a specific purpose set upon it. It can be a piece of jewelry or it can be like a little bag that you have things in um, or a coin in your pocket or anything like that. An amulet is something that has been set with a specific intention or spell and its entire purpose is to fulfill that for you. Um, I wear a lot of protection 
protective amulets on me. I wear a lot of amulets that do a lot of things on me. Um, I'm currently wearing a bracelet with the evil eye on it. And like I said earlier, I have the tattoo of a um, pentacle. Um, but you can wear protective items. So you can go ahead and talk to an item and ask it to protect you. You can bless it with some protection oil. You can set an enchantment upon it, although that's advanced witchcraft. And you can have it be with you at all times. And its job is to protect you. And items that have been gifted to you from relatives who you really love or cherish or that are heirlooms of some kind, those are amulets too in a way. They're almost like love amulets and that's a really beautiful thing. In your home, you can hang up witch balls. Um, witch balls are those really beautiful blown glass balls um, that kind of have these like strings inside of them of glass. And a witch ball's entire purpose is to capture negative energy and keep it in the ball so that it is protected um, so that you are protected from that energy in your home so I always encourage people to hang them near windows or doorways um, things like that you can always put a symbol right by your door and activate that symbol and ask it to keep out certain energies and to kind of like create like a energy shower for you when you walk in it'll just strip you of whatever energy you don't want to have walk into your home i know some witches that are in the habit of like kissing or touching their protective symbol by the door whenever they enter or leave and that's a really nice practice to get into so fundamentally these are some things you can do to increase your protection. Um, if you are doing a spell, what I want you to do in the beginning of the spell work is to set the sacred space. So that means you're going to set a circle or if you're not setting a circle, you can use like a wand of some kind. I like to work with selenite wands. And as you open the circle or open the space, you set the rules that's fundamentally all you need to do is set the rules for protection of the space and of the work that you're about to do. And you do that by clearly stating what kind of energy is allowed to be in the spell and all other energy is not. I would almost rather you do it that way where you say only these specific energies are allowed in, everything else is barred from it. And then you say all magic that happens is contained within this space. Blessed be and so it is so. When you say blessed be or so it is so or whatever, something like that, amen even, you're anchoring down your words. You're saying, because I said so. And you know that you have the authority to do that because you are the witch and you believe yourself and you know yourself to be that powerful. And so now you're going to be reminded yet again on this episode as to why I always say that witchcraft is self-work. Because if you have trouble and you struggle with that knowledge, that knowing, that inner like badassery, that's a place for you to do some work. Why do I struggle with knowing that I am that powerful? And how can I start to work on that with myself? So I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope that you feel a little more empowered to set up some protection for yourself. I hope that your questions have been answered. But if not, just hit me up in a message and I will be sure to address whatever's going on in an upcoming podcast. I'm back on my schedule. So you can expect, even though I'm putting out two new podcasts today and it is a Monday today in my little world where I am recording this episode, um, you've gotten two today so I could catch up. But you 
you can expect another one on Thursday. I'm back on my schedule. Thursdays is the day when I release my um, newest episodes. So I'm looking forward to putting a new one out. And if anyone has any ideas or anything they'd like to learn more about, please feel free to hit me up. As always, you can find me on Instagram or my website. There's a cool feature in my website that you can message me and it shows up like right into my phone um, and I can message you back. Um, And it'll be either you'll either hear from me or my manager or somebody on the team over here. But um, I always love to hear from you. If you have found this helpful, please feel free to share it with your friends. And thank you so much for listening. And stay safe out there, witches. Lots of love. I'm going in search of witches. 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 I guess you found me out, huh? Yeah. You should come around here on Halloween. You'd really see something then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we all jump off the roof and fly. You know, sort of like a coven. We have a place to fester under some strange sexual spell. And what time will we be spellcasting? casting?